So, I'm back. It's been a really long time since I've done one of these. I didn't mean for it to be this long, honestly, but I just never have the house to myself. And I was like, okay, it's happened. There's nobody in. I can do whatever I want. So, here we are. I must admit, this is a horrible time for me to be talking because. I feel like I'm getting the beginnings of a cold. I'm getting that kind of like scratchy throat thing. But honestly, after my last post, I feel like that was just a lot. And like, I talked about some intense things and I was like, I kind of just wanna be a bit more like casual for this this New Music Friday. So I have a few things that I wanna talk about and I just want to like focus on the music today like I really don't want to get into anything heavy but just like as context I've basically had like a hundred thousand job interviews six actually within the last like two months maybe and none of them have led to a job so I've been having the biggest existential crisis in the world and in true in true you know me fashion just cut all my hair off so yeah I'm having a great week um but yeah I have some things to talk about that I've been meaning to talk about for ages so I'm going to try and forget about my existential crisis and just talk about something that I actually really care about so the first album it's an album it's the whole thing mostly that I want to talk about is Charlie I feel like this has got to be one of the most highly anticipated albums like ever not even within the last year just like ever and I think a lot of people were kind of surprised that Charlie was she was actually doing a whole album Charlie XCX if you aren't familiar but I'm sure most people are so yeah I think we'd all kind of accepted that she was just never going to do an album it was never going to happen so I still was quite shocked when she was like my album I was like what what is this real is this happening but it was real and it has happened and overall like I am I am happy with it and I think that it's like it is a strong album like instantly my favorite songs are white mercedes which is just like the drama it's like such like a stadium kind of like ballad and also thoughts and silver cross i think what's nice about this album is like there's the bops so there's like gone 2099 which is like one of my favorites as well but I've I'm found myself surprised that I enjoyed the kind of the more sort of vulnerable songs because I feel like as an artist Charlie is not known for being emotional she kind of is just all about like the party and I like that but also it has been nice to see her kind of talk a bit more about like personal things and like relationships and stuff um yeah so I didn't expect to like the kind of slower songs but they're the ones that I've been like obsessing over 
So, and you know, I think it's kind of like what I wrote about in my last post where I was like, you know, I love partying, but at the same time, it's like, I think as you get older, like physically, my body can't handle it. But also emotionally, I think you have to kind of think like, why do I feel the need to do this? And like I said, I don't want to get into anything like heavy because I know that for a lot of people, going out is just going out and just like having a good time. But I think for some people who are a bit more like emotional and have like things going on, I think sometimes it's really easy to use partying as like an escape. And don't get me wrong, I think all pop music, all music in general, is an escape like you know if I'm feeling horrible I'll put on like this album or just you know any of Charlie's music or just any like music that I really care about and it genuinely does make me feel better but I think you have to kind of look at why so what I'm trying to say is as much as you know I resonate with Charlie because she was like I love partying but also she did a fader interview um a few days ago and you know in that interview she was basically saying the same thing it was like she was like I love partying but also you know I'm kind of getting older and you know and I think it's like that's why Gone was such like a big song because it for her because it was so different um you know it was it's kind of like the darker side of like partying and like having fun and stuff you know I have that feeling sometimes where it's that exact same thing where it's like oh like you know I don't like belong here you know I feel like everyone's like judging me and stuff so yeah I really kind of like resonated with like connected with that because I feel like I'm having a similar kind of moment and don't get me wrong like the irony of of that is that as I said in my post which you should really read maybe read that before like listening to this I feel like you need the context of my big emotional post to kind of understand, like, the songs. Anyway, in the post, I, you know, talked about going to Girls' Night Out, which was last weekend, and it was life-changing. It was literally, as I said, it was, like, the best night out I've probably ever had because they played Charlie and Slater and just basically, like, all the music that I wish that mainstream clubs would play and like I say the irony of me writing that post being like oh yeah like I'm really not I don't want to like party as much after having like the best weekend but I think the reason it was so good is because I wasn't using partying as like a distract as like an escape from anything you know I wasn't using alcohol as an escape it just kind of complemented the night rather than being like the focus because I think you know how you're feeling kind of can affect like how you use alcohol like again I don't want to get into anything heavy I know I keep saying that but you know it's something that I've like dealt with since uni before uni so that we're talking like six five six years ago when I first like started to drink and I think you know like say you go through phases where it's like at first you go out and you're excited and like wow yeah like I can go out and like drink like legally and you know obviously in the UK the age to drink is 18 for context um but then it reaches that point where it's kind of like you know you get older and you have like experiences and you think 
like is this healthy like should I be like is this exciting anymore um yeah so but I think the difference with the girls night out thing was that I wasn't going in there and being like right I need to just get as drunk as possible to enjoy myself it was I was already enjoying myself and alcohol just kind of complemented the good time that I was having so yeah I think it all depends on like you know the context of what's happening and I I feel like Charlie's album kind of you know really like helps me kind of because you know she said that she was going through the same thing so yeah Charlie I'm gonna give it I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10 because, like I say, overall it was good and, you know, but I do feel like, and this isn't just about Charlie, I think a lot of artists do that thing where they release so many singles, like, before the album is out that by the time you hear the album, you've already heard half of it because they've put out so many singles and that brings me on to the next album, which is a really good example of this, which is... Slater's first like mixtape album whatever you want to call it it's the first like full length thing that she's done um and like I say I was really excited but again it was that kind of thing where it's released and half the songs I would say at least 50% of the album has already like been released um and I'm not gonna lie like there were a few songs that I was a bit like ugh, like I didn't really kind of like them um so I think my favorites are definitely like the more pop moments so obviously touch my body which had been out like you know she's been playing that live for a while which is just excellent like the production like boy sim I love him he's amazing so you know when I realized that he produced it I was like oh my god it makes sense like it's a banger and my only regret at the girls night out was that I didn't a request touch my body I don't remember it being played I'm pretty sure it wasn't but there is actually another girls night out on the 30th of October which is the day before my birthday and it's the day that I see Charlie XCX so it's like my birthday and Charlie and then kind of like the after party for Charlie so yeah I'm definitely going to make sure that I hear touch my body I'm so glad I get another chance to do that um so yeah, that has to be like my favourite song, it's impeccable, it's so good, Celebrity, Tattoo and E-Boy is also another good one, again, that kid, love him, obsessed with him, like everything he does is just so good, so yeah, they're kind of my favourite like sort of pop moments, you know, there are a couple of songs that I just couldn't really get into, but they're the ones that definitely stand out. So yeah, that's that's Slater. And yeah, I'm going to give that... I'm going to give it a seven. Like I say, it loses points because half of it has already been released. Um, you know, all the singles that she's released, most of them ended up on, on the, you know, the mixtape, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, Slater... 7 out of 10. I have another album. Uh, My other album is Saves the World by Muna. I think I'm saying, I feel like I'm always pronouncing that name wrong. Muna. Yeah. Um, So obviously I was excited for that. I feel like everyone 
was ready for like the trauma bangers and again I did have a slight feeling of like disappointment with a couple of the songs but hands off pink light what's the other one I feel like there was another one stay away I know stay away had already been released as a single but yeah pink light is absolutely my favorite like it's so good I think the best way to describe Muna is like Wilson Phillips but like a millennial version of Wilson Phillips so yeah overall I do think it's really good but again I feel like like I say this is a general thing and I just think that there's a lot of a lot of people where they release an album and half the songs have already been released um so yeah I'm just gonna have a quick look at the track listing for saves the world and just see if there's any songs that I've kind of like neglected to mention um I don't think there are but yeah let's have a look at saves the world um yeah like I say I saw that Muna were touring and part of me I was conflicted part of me wanted to go but they're one of those bands where it's like I like them but I don't know that I'm like emotionally kind of committed enough to see them um because I saw them when they supported Harry Styles in 2017 and obviously at that point I didn't know them um so I have a vague memory of seeing them but like I say I don't know if I it's like I like them but do I like them enough to pay money to see them um right I'm looking at the track listing (gasps) it's gonna be okay baby I knew there was another one that I was obsessed with for me that song is just like a lot like I don't think I'll ever not be emotional when I listen to that because it's so like intense and yeah I love that I think as like an album closer it's just it's so good um yeah and also Taken I like that I like Taken obviously number one fan which we've we've had for a while um so yeah I would give it 8.5 I'm gonna go with an 8.5 for Muna um yeah love it here for the trauma bangers here for millennial Wilson Phillips I think that's just the best summary and if you don't know Wilson Phillips then you really need to get to know basically my only reference point for Wilson Phillips is bridesmaids and there's a bit at the end at Lillian's wedding where actual Wilson Phillips perform and it's just honestly I'm not someone who's ever really like been into weddings and like you know thought about a wedding and all that but I feel like if you're gonna do it you've got to have actual Wilson Phillips performing the iconic power ballad hold on like one of the most inspirational motivational songs of all time like I'm here for it I feel like Bridesmaids in general is just like a classic like honestly you can't really go wrong like it's still it's still really funny like it it hasn't aged you know I'm I'm kind of going off topic here but let's do it uh, you know I'm not massively into like comedy films um but that film every time I watch it I'm still like crying the bit where they try the dresses on 
and you know they all have like food poisoning and the bit where they're on the plane honestly that is just it's so good I would say it's like a classic and it hasn't aged and also the part where they're at Lillian's like bachelor party and Megan drives away with like eight puppies I mean same like when I first saw that I was like yes I feel seen that that is how I'm trying to be I don't want the wedding just give me like eight Labrador puppies and like let's go so yeah love it obsessed right the next thing that I have to talk about it's just a song we just have a singular song um that was good so yeah we have dreamland which is the pet shop boys and years and years and i'm gonna i'm gonna just like be real right now i was disappointed i feel like i'm being really negative in this in this particular edition of new music friday but i have to just be honest like you know as a song like it's not a bad song like it's an all right song but I feel like the combined power of Years and Years and the Pet Shop Boys, like, it could have been iconic. Like, for me, Vocal is, like, one of the best Pet Shop Boys songs released in 2000 and... I want to say 13 or 14. It's been, like, a couple of years. And then, obviously, Years and Years, like, King, one of the best songs, like, of all time ever you know, their last album was so good, like, All For You, one of the best songs of the last, like, year or two, and then Dreamland was kind of just, like, okay, you know, don't get me wrong, I think it'll do well, like, in the clubs, and I think when you hear it in that setting, like, you know, it's like when you hear a song live, it changes the the feel of it, and so I think it'll do well in, like, a kind of live setting, which, speaking of which, um, I got tickets to see Pet Shop Boys next year in May, um, with my mum, who's, like, a massive, she's a stan, like, she loves the Pet Shop Boys, uh, we saw them, I think it was two years ago, and it was, it was so good, so I'm guessing they're gonna perform Dreamland, it's kind of like, I think the tour is called Dreamland, so it's kind of like, you know, it's probably gonna be played, um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to hear it in, like, a live setting and kind of see how it, like, translates. You know, I think it is, it's a grower. I think it's going to be one of those songs where the more I hear it and the more I play it, it's, it's going to, you know, I'm going to like it more. So yeah, I'm very excited. Also, speaking of live concerts, I got tickets for the 1975 I don't have any of their stuff to talk about here, but I just had to mention, like, I don't want to be, like, braggy, but I got tickets to see them for the fifth time in February. I can't believe it's the fifth time. Um, And I basically got, like, the best seats. Like, last time I saw them, we had a pretty good view. Basically, at Manchester Arena, it was kind of the lower seated bit, so it was, like, one block away from the block near the stage. This time, we're in the block closest to the stage and I just I can't believe it like that was just the first seats that came up at the pre-sale and it was just yeah so after a horrible another horrible week that was like the best thing that could have happened so yeah can't wait I mean like I say I don't really have a lot to say well I do but I feel like I've kind of covered it when it comes to the 1975 
I absolutely cannot wait to see people live. I think it's gonna it's gonna go off. And I'm pretty sure notes on a conditional form is gonna be out before we see them. So yeah, I'm excited. I yeah, I'm always excited for them. It's like it's kind of just I think when you've seen someone so many times live, it's kind of just like seeing an old friend. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm always excited, but yeah. So I had to just mention that. In fact, let's let's do another someone else I've seen live basically last week when I went to girls' night out. That was kind of like the after party, the unofficial after party of Hannah Diamond. So again, I've seen Hannah Diamond before. I saw her support Charlie XCX. Everyone that I talk about is kind of connected. So yeah, I saw her and she was like doing a show with Charlie and it was it was so good. That was two years ago. Um so as soon as I saw she was coming back to Manchester, I was like, yes, absolutely, like, have to go. Tickets were only £10. I was like, yep, yeah, I'm in. You know, I just, I think, again, on, like, another unrelated note, well, kind of related, I just feel like ticket prices, what is going on? To be fair, I did read an interesting article about this. I can't remember what website. I want to say Rolling Stone, but I can't be sure. And it was basically about like ticket prices being so high and it's to do with the fact that people don't really buy albums anymore. You know, artists don't really rely on like physical album sales. So they'll charge more for touring because that's kind of where the money is. So that kind of explains it. But honestly, I do think it's it's ridiculous. Like, you know, when even just from, you know, 10 years ago uh, when I started going to gigs you know the prices compared to now even just for like a standing you know just like a small gig where it's just standing and it's just like general admission at like the academy or like the Apollo even that you can expect to pay at least 30 pounds just for you know a smaller venue so I just I think it's ridiculous but I also think that they know, like, artists know that if people are, like, dedicated fans, they will pay it. So that's what I'm saying, you know, I've seen the 1975 four times already. Like, do I need to see them again? Probably not. But, you know, I'm willing to pay it. I'm willing to, like, see them again and again because, you know, they kind of capitalise. It sounds bad, but they capitalise on the fact that people are so dedicated that they will pay regardless um so yeah a slight tangent about ticket prices but anyway Hannah Diamond and she was amazing so that was last Saturday and then Girls Night Out was like the after party of that so yeah Hannah Diamond it was amazing obviously she played all the kind of like fan favorites so like high make believe every night and then there was a song called concrete angel which i've seen it on a couple of like the set lists but it's as far as i know it's it's unreleased oh my god i was and she kept she was like i'm telling you it's it's gonna go like really hard i was not prepared for how hard that song went like i really hope that she releases it someday because it's it's so good. That was like the highlight of the whole thing. And then she also is the first time that she played Part of Me, which is the new song with Danny Hart, which is 
excellent. Like, it's a sad banger, which, again, like, the trauma bangers from Muna, you know I love a sad bop. So it's like, I'm in my feelings, but I'm, it's going hard. So, yeah, that was great. And then they also had a DJ called Matu, like, kind of in between, like, the sets. Um, and he came through with the bops, Kim Petrus, Dorian Electra, obviously Slater. So, yeah, that was really nice because I hate that kind of wait, like, in between, like, you know, the support and then the artist and whatever. The only thing I did find with that gig was she kind of left the stage and it kind of... I thought she was going to come back on and then she didn't. And so then the DJ guy, he came back on. And then I, I kind of wasn't sure if that was the end of the gig because it was half nine and the curfew was supposed to be 10, so I kind of, I waited for maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, and then, you know, I doubt she would have come back on after that, I'd be very surprised if she came back after, like, 15 minutes, usually, you know, an artist, you know, they go off the stage, I don't know what they do, like, in that time between, like, going off the stage and coming back on, but, like, it's never normally that long, so... I can only assume that when she went off, that was the end of the gig. But I left and I was like, oh my God, what if she comes back on? But I, I don't think she would have. But it was just a bit of a weird feeling. I was like, is is she coming back? Is she not? And, you know, on Twitter, she was saying that she was going to perform, like, a few more new songs. And I feel like she kind of... She did Concrete Angel and obviously she played part of me. But I thought she was going to maybe do a few more, like, new songs. That was my only, my only complaint. It was just the set was quite short. And if anything, it's just that I wanted to hear more. But, yeah, she's one of those artists that I just, I, she needs to, like, release more music. It's like Pale Waves. Again, here's another segue. I'm going to see Pale Waves. In fact, let me mention their new songs that they played earlier in the week. Um, yeah. So I'm going to see them on Friday and I'm just, I'm so excited. Um, the new song, I, th- I can't remember what exactly it's called, something like Tomorrow something, but it's it's so good. It's kind of like Avril Lavigne-esque. I feel like the pop punk revival is happening. I have a lot of feelings about this. Like I'm going to write about a couple of these albums because obviously I started my kind of throwback Thursday thing where I talk about like albums that like teenage me was obsessed with and you know listening back to some of them the kind of more like pop punk stuff I'm like honestly I think it was just like shame and embarrassment that was the only thing that stopped me from listening to them now because it reminded me of you know, when you're a teenager and everything's just really cringy and, like, I think I was letting that kind of stop me from appreciating, like, the music. So, yeah, I don't want to talk about that too much because, obviously, I'm going to go, like, more in-depth. But, yeah, so Pale Waves, I'm going to see them on Friday. And, yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited. Um, I forgot what I was originally saying now. Um, I can't remember why I brought Pale Waves up. Um, oh, about when artists, when I first saw Pale Waves the the first time, they had, like, maybe three or four songs out, if that, 
And it was a kind of similar feeling at Hannah Diamond. I was like, you know, I wish that she just had more music to play, which is not necessarily like a criticism of her performance. It's just, I wish that there was more to hear. So that's that. Uh, what else do we have? Vincent, oh my God. Again, everything that he's released has been like so good. Um, and his newest song, Someday, like the video, first of all, it's like flash dance, but like again, the millennial version of flash dance. It's so good. And yeah, it's just, it's an 80s inspired banger like it's just I don't really need to say more than that because it's one of those people where like every song he releases is really good so yeah it's just it's great it's dramatic it's it's a really good like walking song like just feeling it and yeah it's it's really good again I just I just want more I just want like a full album like I'm ready and I understand that for a lot of artists kind of like him you know people that are not necessarily like signed to a label obviously they do a lot of things themselves so they don't have like a huge budget to just make an album all in one I appreciate that um but you know I'm kind of waiting for like the full album eventually but yeah everything he's done is excellent he has like such like technically he has such a good voice like you know, he's, from what I've read, his family were kind of, like, gospel singers, and so I think he's kind of, like, picked up a lot of that in his, like, the way that he sings, and it's just, yeah, really good. So, Vincent, someday, solid 9 out of 10. Um, we have Georgia. Now, again, I really, I don't mean to do this. I saw Georgia. I never wrote about this because it was kind of, it was a funny gig and like I've been I've been to gigs at this venue before I saw within a few weeks of each other I saw Georgia and I also saw Hatchie and I feel like people like there's just something about this venue that has like a weird energy like people perform live and like they sound incredible and then I listen to them when I get home and it just they just don't sound as good so I saw Georgia a few months ago and it was the first gig that she'd ever played in Manchester and it was so good and the support were also amazing and they're called Dextric and like I say live absolutely like I would go and see them live again but I when I listened to them like listening to them at home I was just like it just didn't feel the same again Hatchie I saw her live incredible and then I listened to her album and I was like, oh, like it was okay, but it just, I don't know. So that that's a weird feeling. It's, it's never happened anywhere except this venue. But anyway, I saw Georgia and she's amazing. You know, she like produces everything herself. She like plays drums and everything. I'm like, I don't know how she does all of this. It's It's so good. You know, the only other person I can think of that kind of produces everything themselves would probably be Grimes, you know. And I, I think it's annoying sometimes that, especially for women, like for, you know, female musicians, they, it's almost like they have to prove that they're good enough by like producing everything themselves. And, you know, it's a shame that they feel like, you know, that that's the only way they can be taken seriously. Um, but, you know, she's, she's amazing. And her newest song, Never Let You Go, is really good. I won't say it's as good as 
about Work the Dance Floor because, oh my God, that song, like I say, live, it was like a moment. Um, and Pop Justice, which I love dearly, the music site, which is run by Peter Robinson, um, they had their they do like a thing every year where they vote on like the best songs and the winner the winner is awarded like 20 pounds i don't know whether they actually like somehow send that money to the person but they i just have this image of them you know trying to send money to like some huge pop star trying to send 20 pounds in the post or something um and about work the dance floor what they voted it like they have like a panel and like anyone can apply to do it and like kind of judge they have like i think it's 20 songs like from this year oh is it that many well anyway it's like a few songs from the year and they kind of decide together like what the best song is so it was between about work the dance floor and the 1975 it's not living and there was literally one point between them. So I was kind of sad that the 1975 didn't get it. And that's what I mean. I have this this vision of them trying to like post 20 pounds to the 1975 who are like massive now. Um, but it actually went to Georgia. And I'm happy with that because like I say, about work the dance floor. I mean, it's like, I would say it's like the kind of, again, like the millennial version of dancing on my own it has that same kind of like energy so yeah never let you go is good i i wouldn't say it's on that same level but it's good you know and again i just i don't know what it is with georgia like when i when i listen to the songs back they just didn't sound the same so i i don't yeah i don't know whether it's just that venue like whether it has like a cursed energy or something um but yeah, I hope that like she carries on just making more bops. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give that. I'm gonna give it an eight. I'm gonna give Georgia an eight out of ten for "Never Let You Go." And now we have the final song, which is Caroline Polachek, "So Hot You're Hurting My Feelings." And this, oh my god, I love this song. Like when I first heard it, it was just like you know, when you just have that moment, and it's just like, yes, like, it's just so good, like, I remember the very first, like, introduction to her I ever had was Chairlift, which is, like, the, I don't know if Chairlift is still a thing, but she's, like, the singer, um, of the band, and there was a song called Bruises, and I played that song, again, Teenage Me, 2008 like on my my ipod nano the one with like the video camera and i remember i just side note when that came out it was like the most exciting thing and you know when i finally got one it was like yes i mean it's stupid because the camera is terrible but you know this is this is kind of pre like everyone having a smartphone so to have like a video camera was like next level so yeah, on my iPod, I played this song so much. So when I saw that she was like releasing music now, like herself, I was like, yes, um, it's so good. Again, kind of like 80s-ish, has a bit of that like sort of PC music. I'm not sure if she has actually worked with PC music, but it has that similar kind of like glitchy like sound. Um, 
and yeah it's definitely more pop than some of her other songs that she's released in the last few months which is probably why I like it the most you know anything that's that's a bit too like weird and like experimental I'm kind of like turned off by that it has to be it, at its core for me to like a song it still has to be pop it still has to have the kind of traditional like structure of a verse chorus verse whatever um you know grimes again i'm just gonna go off um that's why i loved our angels because it was kind of more the word that i always use is accessible it was more like easy like it was easier to listen to and i know there was a load of kind of like pitchfork readers that would have been like oh like you know she's selling out she's mainstream she's this she's that and I'm just like I'd like to see you write and produce an album that's as good as that like by yourself like honestly you could never um so violence which is like her newest song I haven't written about that I I don't know why but as you know as a point you know, when Grimes is more, like, accessible and, like, easier to listen to, that's when I find that she's the best. So, like, Be A Body, Genesis, all the more kind of, like, mainstream songs, for me and my favourite, like, that's when she sounds the best, you know. Um, so, yeah, Violence, I absolutely love that. Just I thought I would just add that in as, like, a, just a, like, a bonus song. Um, and, yeah, that's it. I hope you have enjoyed this, I've enjoyed doing it, and just, you know, having a break from writing and kind of, like, emotionally exhausting myself, you know, I can't really explain this without sounding really cringe and, like, pretentious and, like, the. but I feel like when you write about something that's really, like, deeply personal, it's kind of, like it takes a lot out of you so like I say I just wanted to kind of focus on the music not do anything too heavy and yeah I hope that this was enjoyable and I will see you in the next post or podcast who knows what form it will take but I hope you enjoyed it and I will see you next time goodbye <laughs>